Another member of the 49ers family has been inducted into the Hall of Fame. We'll talk Bryant Young, who's going to put on the gold jacket in Canton. And Jimmy Garoppolo, latest reports. Could the Niners get a first-round pick for Jimmy G? All that more coming up right now. You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers. Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker with you at BD Peacock at Eric underscore Crocker. Croc. Croc has to like talk uh, some some Washington Commanders fans off a ledge. This is funny about Eric Crocker is he cannot stop talking ball. He's like nine podcasts a day now. I thought I was the the master of podcasts. Croc's doing more than I am now. And He's like jumping on spaces talking with Washington Commanders fans because they're arguing about whether Jimmy's good or whether they should bring him in. And so uh, I, and I was like listening at, as he was doing that right before we jumped on. But um, it's funny, like fans around the league. We, we talked about this in the past. Uh, the when the, the Texans guys are on with us, fans around the league aren't super into bringing in Jimmy Garoppolo. They want more. They want not more Jimmy G. But man. <laughs> These you almost want to sit them down and, and like and be a father figure to these fans and say, Hey, look, look, young fella, look, young lady, do you want to win? Do you want to win a few games or do you want to stay bad forever? Welcome. You know, to you know, the crazy thing is, and after being on there, obviously, I had some 49er fans in there once I click in and I got a tweet just now that says, I rock with you, Croc, but Jimmy G didn't win us a single, us, me and the 49ers, a single game all year, stop the cap. And here's my thing. You what you can't say that now. Is is it Jimmy G? Like, oh, he's the reason why the 49ers win. I wouldn't go as far as to say that, but he does something that helps result in wins. His track record says that. Like his time with the 49ers, his record, all that says 49ers win more games with me at quarterback. Now, maybe it's because guys like CJ Beathard have played before him or Brian Hoyer or, or Nick Mullins, whatever the case is. But when you have Jimmy G at quarterback, 49ers win more games. And I'm not saying it's because of him, but it has a lot to do with him. I believe it has some to do with him, whatever he's doing. Now, these other fan bases, they're like the 49ers. Like, it's like you're always wanting more. Even while watching Jimmy Garoppolo, there's times where it's just like, you know, when he was first starting off, it's like, man, can't wait to see him next year. Like, if he's doing this 5-0 and and he's not even, you know, he's doing some efficient things, but it's not eye-popping. But, man, once he grabs some offense, it's going to turn into some Matt Ryan type stuff. and you didn't quite ever get that, right? And you're so you're always, I think, with Jimmy Garoppolo, even the stretch of 2019, and if you kind of watch the first half of that season and, and some of the second half, there are a lot of weird moments with him. But and you're always like, I want a little more. I, I just want a little bit more from him. And I don't think you're ever going to get that. But you will win games with him. So when you are on the, I'm on the spaces with Washington Commander fans, they're talking about Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston, you're not winning with him. You know, uh, they're talking about Jordan Love. That's, you, that, you're that's not winning. With, you're, what are you talking about? Now, they, if you tell me you can get Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers, okay. But I think Jimmy G is the most realistic option for a team like Washington that if you don't want to have to give up a ton of draft capital, and we'll talk about that. But you can win games with Jimmy Garoppolo. And I went as far as to tell them, I will bet money. If Jimmy Garoppolo is your quarterback, y'all will go to the playoffs. Now, how far? What happened there? I, I, you know, I don't know. But I know one thing: in two years where he's been 
the starting quarterback for the 49ers. I, I listen, I don't know why, but they've gone to the NFC Championship and the Super Bowl in those two years when he started the whole year. So, I mean, outside of obviously, you know, the two games he missed with Trey Lance starting, but you, when he plays the majority of your games, 49ers have gone far. I'm not saying it's because of him, but that's the results of it. So, I'm willing to bet money. If he goes to Washington, they will be a playoff team. I mean, there's something there to that. There's a lot more than just throwing up crazy stats and, and winning fantasy football weeks for uh, you know f- for the fans out there. There's leadership is important. Um, you know, making plays that maybe aren't no looks or that don't wow you or that aren't big sixty yard air throws down the field. There are very good things that Jimmy Garoppolo does despite his faults. So, um, and and a lot of those things come to th- th- they're. They're less obvious, but they're important to winning football games, and that's what right. it is. And I get why teams maybe want more, but you can kind of do both, right? Um, could you end up spending what ultimately costs two second-rounders plus, have a stopgap in Jimmy Garoppolo, win now, and draft another one of these quarterbacks and and be set up for the future as well, right? I think that's a really smart plan that the 49ers just laid out there. And I think one thing, and this leads us to the story where all this Jimmy Garoppolo talk is coming from today as it pertains to the Washington Commanders, the Jimmy G is Jimmy G is potentially the best quarterback you can get in week 1 of 2022 for a lot of these teams and i think that's important for what the 49ers are able to get back and it's looking more and more like the 49ers might be in a really good spot to to maximize the trade value they get back and you can in people that are so fans that are on the outside looking in at their teams are less excited about jimmy garoppolo but people inside buildings coaches front office people have a much higher opinion of Jimmy Garoppolo. And that's what this article is by Ben Standig in The Athletic, where a lot of this came from. And he's talking to uh, execs around the league. And basically, they, they comp, they're they giving Jimmy Garoppolo a compliment by calling him a functional starter. There's not 32 functional starters in the NFL on any given week, right? It is very difficult to roll out there with uh, with a starting quarterback in the NFL and feel good like you're going to win a football game. And that's what Jimmy Garoppolo brings for you and i think it was a good point that you made and i think pittsburgh is in this uh denver if they can't go get aaron Rodgers, it's looking less and less likely that Rodgers will be available uh the panthers i mean they just did the same deal but for a bad quarterback they could get the good to go with some of the bad in jimmy garoppolo and win some games if you're the carolina panthers last year i don't know if they can fit all that in with the salary cap because they're locked into a salary for sam darnold for another year but teams inside buildings like Jimmy G a lot more. And the report from an unnamed executive said that he doesn't think Garoppolo is necessarily worth the 11th selection in any first round. That's the pick that Washington has in the first round this year is the 11th overall pick because of his skill set and injury history. But he says he believes the organization could justify the move if they deem the draft's top quarterbacks as unstartable. But not I don't, just unstartable. It's there's a. I think there's a, and obviously you don't know what a prospect is going to be. You can guess. You can say you know what you have all these traits and whatever. But however they're projecting these guys, they they're not viewing them very highly, for whatever reasons. It's not last year's class. As a matter of fact, I think the guys that went in the first round last year, the five guys would all go ahead of every one of these guys. 
I think they always go ahead of him. And last year, there was a quarterback needing team ready. that didn't take him. Yeah, Trey Lance, yeah. who's quote unquote not ready, whatever that means. I actually put a video out, kind of discussing my thoughts on that. But <laughs> Trey Lance would be the number one overall pick in this class if he just had the same season he had his, his freshman year. If he had that season, he would be the one overall pick, no doubt. And and and, and Jacksonville will be trading out to get an offensive lineman. Somebody will be trading up to get Trey Lance. So that's how this class is kind of viewed. And if that's the case, and you are a team like Washington, where it's like, man, we don't want to waste these young defensive players' years. We already got Chase Young. He just tore ACL, but we have all these pieces around that we play good defense. You got uh, Gibson. You got uh, Terry McLaurin, and maybe you want to get a receiver, whatever. I would 100%. If 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 all it took was a second round pick to to land Jimmy Garoppolo, and I know that's going to most likely put me in the playoffs, I will 100% trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. It's yes, much easier it to talk more highly of Jimmy Garoppolo now that I know he's just out the door, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and not having to argue with fans about it. But just from the outside looking in, like you said, just you know, from a front office standpoint. They believe they can win with Jimmy Garoppolo, and I, I believe they can win with them too. Can you win it all? Again, there's going to be that that extra that you're always looking for, but he will put you in position to at least have a chance, at the very least, have a chance. Yeah, and A, he's available, and B, he doesn't cost you three first round picks either. I think it'll end up being around second round value, maybe second round plus future first. Uh, I want to get a little bit more specific on what the 49ers could get back for Jimmy Garoppolo, why this is working out in the 49ers' favor as far as trade value for. Jimmy G and what a team would be getting and why it would make sense for another team. And let's talk the newest 49er that is entering the hall of fame, Bryant young next, you know what crock is fun. NFL draft props. I love NFL draft props. I feel like I have an advantage sometimes. And if you think you have an edge, whether it's the draft, whether it's football futures, next year's super bowl, Niners, 14 to one Niners, a top five team. To win the Super Bowl next year with a quarterback that uh, hasn't started for a full season. The NFL hasn't started for, for a couple years for a full season. So that's interesting there. You can find those odds at betonline.net. Football season might be over, but basketball is in full steam, both pro and college hoops. Get all the latest odds, totals, player performance, props, and where the next fired head coach is going to land at betonline.net. The number one spot for all your sports betting needs. Bet online is your source for not only basketball and football. There's hockey, baseball, hopefully has a season, boxing, UFC, Olympic coverage, and information as well. So head over to the website or use your mobile device today and learn more about the trends and action at Bet Online, where the game starts. So when I hear that a team could justify a first-round pick for Jimmy Garoppolo, Croc, I think immediately everyone goes to, okay, Washington Commanders, 11th overall pick. Washington's not going to give the 49ers their 11th overall pick. Right. I, I just don't think it's going to happen, period. The the bonus in trading for Jimmy Garoppolo is that you can spend your second-round pick instead, win games now, and draft the difference-making player at number 11 in the first round, right? And let's say maybe the 49ers work out a deal where they do get a first-round pick. It's going to be a future first-round pick. It'll be a 2023 first-round pick where Washington thinks they're going to be good and be picking in the 20s. And maybe you luck out if you're the 49ers, you end up with a higher pick. But that's the thought process from Washington. It's like, look, here's a pick next year. Hopefully, we're picking in the 20s or even the 30s after we bring in Jimmy Garoppolo. And we could even spend our second round pick this year on one of those project quarterbacks as well to learn under Jimmy Garoppolo with a difference making player in another position in the first round. 
And then you would have uh, uh, you would give up your future first round pick for Jimmy G, but it would also come with some, you know, some insurances that would allow you to feel good about it and you'd be able to sleep, you know, at least you know, eight games or something that Jimmy Garoppolo has to suit up for. So if Jimmy Garoppolo goes out and has a season ending injury in week three, you're not gonna, you know, you're not gonna be giving up, you know, a top five pick if your season goes right. in the tank and Jimmy Garoppolo's hurt all year, right? So you have some assurances that you're not gonna get a super high pick. So I think those things will be built into it. If Jimmy Garoppolo does get traded for a first, it's don't expect 49ers fans that you're gonna be rolling in at pick number eleven and drafting some superstar player uh early in the draft. I mean, I guess there could be a bidding war and it could potentially happen, but it's just so unlikely. If the 49ers end up with the first round pick, it'll probably be next year. But more likely you get, you know, a second round and a mid-round pick, maybe a second rounder this year and a mid-round next year or maybe you get that first round pick with contingencies for uh the a future season and a mid-round pick this year something like that or just their second round pick and by the way they have the 11th pick in the draft so their second round pick for washington is pick 42 overall that's 20 spots higher than the first pick that the 49ers have i mean that's a fan there's star players drafted every year in the top 42 in the draft right the early the first 10 picks of the of the second round is a nice place to be drafting so Dude, that's a great return for Jimmy G. If if Washington called me and I'm John Lynch right now, they said, hey, this is your one and only offer today right now. Pick 42, second rounder for Jimmy G. And we hang up, no more offers come, we're out. I would say, yes, let's go. Period. Well, Done. and here's the thing. That's what the 49ers gave up to get them, right? A second round pick. So if you can kind of recoup that pick that you gave up multiple years ago, I think that's awesome, right? To get out of them what you did, you know, to – uh, NFC championship appearances and a Super Bowl appearance. Obviously, you win it, you ideally want to win, but just to kind of kind of steady the the organization in the sense of how they're viewed right now. I just saw the odds come out for Super Bowl and the 49ers had at first it was like the fifth highest odds, and then somehow it immediately went up to fourth highest odds to win the Super Bowl. That's with Trey Lance. But I think Jimmy Garoppolo is a big part of the 49ers being viewed that way. You know what I'm saying? So uh for someone that kind of helped get you out of the dumps, however he did it, and get it, and then you were able to get the you know a second round pick back for him, I think that would be that would be awesome for the 49ers to, to be able to do that. Now you, you talked about him, you know, maybe or someone maybe you know potentially drafting a quarterback and stuff like that, running under him. Here's the tough thing: he is in contract year. So are you going to re-sign him? Is he going to want to play somewhere that's not going to re-sign him? Will he do it in general? Then you kind of get in that almost like what they were before with Kirk Cousins, right? Where it's like, ah, oh, he's not quite good enough to where we want to give him the big contract, but he's good enough to, oh, okay, let's franchise him. Okay, let's franchise him again. You don't want to get in that situation with Jimmy Garoppolo. But I think that's what makes things a little bit more difficult with it, you know, his whole dynamic. Yeah, it is tough. And I think that's why the the trade, he still has a no trade clause for another month or so until the new league year starts, March right. 15th, March 16th, whatever it is. But it doesn't matter because the 49ers are trying to do right by Jimmy G. He was a good soldier all, all year long. They're going to trade him to a, a place that he wants to go to that makes sense for him. And no team is going to be trading for, like the, the Detroit Lions aren't train, trying to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo, you know. So it, it wouldn't even make sense for them. And Jimmy G has to want to go to a team because I'm sure that team will want to restructure his contract, maybe at least add a year to it, something like that, lower the cap hit this year, add a second year to his contract 
Uh, maybe he doesn't want to sign a new deal. Maybe he wants to become a free agent next offseason. So that's a possibility too. And that might hurt his value because it's one expensive year for Jimmy G instead of trying to help out your cap a little bit and adding a second or third year or something like that. But I wouldn't be shocked at all if there's a new contract that comes along with it because that team clearly wants Jimmy G and Jimmy G wants to be there. So that's why, to me, the the whole no trade clause thing just doesn't matter at all. And you know what's interesting? Let's say the 49ers did that trade for the second round pick for Washington this year. Pick number 42 overall. Looking at the old school Jimmy Johnson trade chart, that pick would be worth about 480 points. The 49ers second round pick number 61 overall is worth 292 points. So let's round that up to 300, about 780 points, give or take. That could get you potentially up to pick 24, 23, 22, maybe even 21. The Patriots love trading down and the Patriots are picking 21 overall. The 49ers could be looking at the first round, even if they don't get a first round pick this year and you know they love to trade. The 49ers could go up and get a, a difference-making player at the end of round one if they want to with that extra draft capital. So it just opens up an entire door for the 49ers in the draft to do whatever they need to do. If they think they're not going to, you know, if, if 10 players aren't going to make the 49ers roster, they might want to consolidate some of those picks, move up a little bit, and, uh, and and do some damage in the first round. So it really opens up a lot of doors for the 49ers to go any which way they want if they do add another high pick, uh, especially a top 50 pick in this draft. Could you imagine with all the capital that they gave up to get Trey Lance, you know, 49ers still ending back up in the first round? Yeah, <laughs> you know, and not just that, it's like, well, they traded away essentially number the pick number 29th overall pick in this draft, which they already that's a that's ideal, right? Like you'll take that where it's like, man, yeah, we gave up a first round pick, but man, it's the 29th pick. In the first round, and then oh man, we landed a second. Oh, we were able to move up because with draft capital. I mean, that would be that would be from a value standpoint, really amazing. Really, it was, amazing. A, it was a tight rope that John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan were walking this year, and it looked like they were about to fall off of that tight rope in October. And it started with that Monday night football game against the Rams. And um, one, the one of the things I said that had to happen this year is Trey Lance has to play some. He can't just sit all year long. And he got some snaps early in the year, and then he played. He started two games, right? So Trey Lance got a couple games. So you kind of check that box. Maybe it would have helped him to play a little bit more, but he got to sit and learn, but he also got to play a little bit. I think that was really important. The 49ers won a bunch of games. They made it to the NFC Championship game, so successful there. And you rehabilitated, rehabilitated Jimmy Garoppolo's trade value and now might be getting a lot more back than you would have last year if you would have traded him before the season started. So right. really, it was a tight rope to walk, and it ended up working out really well for the 49ers, all told. And yeah, how would that? How amazing would that be if the 49ers end up trading up into the first round or end up getting a first-round pick for Jimmy G and end up making a selection this year in the first round that's higher than their 29th overall pick that they would have had if they didn't make that trade for Trey Lance? Crazy. That's nuts. All right. I want to move on to Bryant Young here. I want to get to one question, which which adds to Jimmy Garoppolo's trade value. And this is from, and we're going to hit a bunch more questions with Wink on tomorrow's show. Maybe we should go live. Should we go live with Winkler tomorrow? A little off-season live, Croc? Yeah, let's do it. I think that would be fun. Let us know in the comments down below if you want us to go live on a Winky Wednesday. Uh, well, it'll be a Tuesday, a Winky Tuesday evening on YouTube if we do go live. So this is from David. He says, Watson and Garoppolo are easily the top two quarterbacks av available for trade. Teams that need a starting quarterback, Carolina, Houston, Washington, Pittsburgh, New Orleans, Denver, Tampa Bay. I think the Texans might argue with you about that. They like Davis Mills over 
Jimmy G. We'll see. Don't you think the demand will drive a first-round pick in return for Jimmy? That's what David said. And he said that yesterday before all this uh, report came out from that uh, that that unnamed league executive that said he could see a team like the Washington Commanders talking themselves into trading a first-round pick for Jimmy Garoppolo. And you're right. For a quarterback-needy team that looks at the draft and says, well, even if we like one of these guys, they might not be worth that first-round pick that we have, and we're probably not going to win now with them anyway, so maybe we'll see who's there in the second round. Or we could just go trade for Jimmy Garoppolo, and even if Watson is available, I think half the teams on the list probably wouldn't even go down that road anyway, you know, unless it's just really cheap because I think some teams just will say no to Watson. And it's looking more and more like Aaron Rodgers is going to stay in Green Bay. Russell Wilson, there was a report from Ian Rappaport, no indication that Russell Wilson would be uh, would be trying to get out of, or that, that, that at least the Seahawks are willing to trade Russell Wilson. He may have an opportunity to force that, and I think that's what would have to happen with both Rodgers and Wilson is they would have to force their way out um, there was a, by the way, did you see Kyler Murray's, uh, a statement that he made today? No. So this was from Chris Mortensen, Mort report yesterday. He said the odd Chris vibe- Mortensen follows me on Twitter. How random is, is that? Oh dude, that's nice. That's big time. Crocky. Uh, yeah, he Mort says the odd vibe between the Arizona Cardinals and Kyler Murray is indeed alarming. Murray is described as self-centered, immature, and a finger pointer. Per sources, Murray is frustrated with the franchise and was embarrassed by a playoff loss to the Rams and thinks he's been framed as a scapegoat. Right. And then today, Kyler Murray tweeted out a photo of himself in an Arizona Cardinals jersey, which is the thing that he scrubbed from all his social media. So uh, he's back in a Cards jersey on his social media. And this was, maybe you can help me out with this. This was a statement. said, quote, I play this game for the love of it. My teammates, everyone who has helped me get to this position that believed in me and to win championships. All of this nonsense is not what I'm about. Never has been, never will be. Anyone who has ever stepped between those lines with me knows how hard I go. Love me or hate me, but I'm going to continue to grow and get better. What does that mean? I, I know what it means. Because he, he, he created he handled this the situation wrong and is kind of saying, listen, at the end of the day, regardless of what I might do, uh, you know, unfollowing the team, scrubbing my Instagram account, regardless of all that, my teammates know when it's go time, I'm ready to go. So he threw a tantrum. I think he's kind of admitting that without saying it and understands kind of the ruckus that he created. But hey, I'm not about that, man. I'm about playing football and and going out there with my guys. And I think both things can be true, but it's still, still, he still threw a tantrum. Right. Like the part about everyone that steps between the lines knows how hard he goes. Okay. That's one thing. But he says, all of this nonsense is not what I'm about. Never has been, never will be. You were about this nonsense for the last week. Yeah. So you can't say you were never about it because you were just about it and we all saw it. So right. you can say I'm over the nonsense, but you can't see you've never been, never will be about it because you were just about <laughs> the nonsense. So right. you got he kind of tried to own it without owning it there. So I'm not too sure about that statement from Kyler Murray but again another quarterback he, he wasn't going to get traded anyway but uh, another quarterback less likely to be traded this week than last week so we'll see how that goes as the saga continues with all these quarterbacks next Croc let's talk the newest member of the Hall of Fame from the 49ers family Bryant Young with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models it's now 
impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So that's why you turn to rockauto.com. Why endure often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning? Like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? And and wait while the person behind the counter looks at this screen that you can't see, chooses the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. Oh, yeah, and you're paying a markup of, what, 30%, 50%, even 100% on the very same auto parts that you could be finding at rockauto.com. For do-it-yourselfers, rockauto.com is a family business that's been serving you for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are always reliably low for every customer, and that includes do-it-yourselfers, and even if you just want some wiper blades or you need some motor oil, Rock Auto has you covered. Get yourself some jumper cables. Too many people don't have jumper cables in their trunk. Just go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so they know we sent you? Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Bryant Young. I'm a little shocked, Croc. I did not think that Bryant Young was going to get elected into the Hall of Fame. I thought he was going to be in firmly in that just step below Hall of Fame, would never get inducted. I know 49ers fans are all about it. I watched him dominate. He was the best at his position, which I think is one of the keys to getting into the Hall of Fame. Uh, nobody could block him. Dana Stubblefield had whatever. What, did he have 18 sacks or something one year? Some He had some crazy number, was defensive player of the year. And offense is the plate against the 49ers. They're like, nope. We're double teaming Bryant Young. We're not double teaming Dana Stubblefield. And Dana <laughs> yeah. Stubblefield feasted because of that. Bryant Young was amazing, and people forget how dominant he was before he had that really, really nasty leg injury. So the second half of his career wasn't quite as dominant as the first four or five years. He was a flat-out freak of nature, and he was blasphemous to say these days, I know, but he was Aaron Donald-like in his mm. early career with the 49ers. You know, the interesting thing, well, one, I want to start by you saying, you know, you're surprised by him being, you know, inducted into the Hall of Fame. And maybe because, like you said, the second half of his season uh, career wasn't as great. But Richard Sherman said something very interesting that he's going to talk about more on his podcast. When I give him a plug because he's not part of this network. But he did mention a lot of people talking about Matthew Stafford. And he's like, pump the brakes on Stafford being a Hall of Famer. He's never been on an all-decade team. He's never been the best quarterback in the league. He's never been to, you know, he's never been all-pro. He's never been any of that. How is he, how are y'all calling this guy in a, a, a Hall of Fame quarterback, right? And when you look at Brian Young, I think that jumps out immediate to, immediately to me, made the 90s all-decade team. You got to be kind of special to do that. And that's one of the things that he checked off to make Richard Sherman's Hall of Fame. That's for sure. Another thing that was definitely intriguing to me, I did not realize he played until 2007. Like when I think of Brian Young, I think of 90s and like very early 2000s. But maybe yeah. because there was so much losing going on, the the like the mid-2000s was really kind of a blur especially after Jeff Garcia and Tara Owens kind of departed the, uh, away from the 49ers. But I I can't even think of, like, it, it doesn't even seem real to me that Bryant Young played with Alex Smith on the 49ers. Like, that doesn't even, like, I would say no way. 2007, Bryant Young's last year was Patrick Willis and, and uh, Joe Staley's rookie season. That, that doesn't even sound real to me. Like, I, I have no memory of that at all. <laughs> 
I can't, it's hard for me to remember that either. I, I can't believe that those guys were all together. And, and it was really nice, I'm sure, for those guys in 2007, sort of a baton passing to the next generation of, of superstar players for the 49ers. What a draft that was in 2007, by the way, Patrick Willis and Joe Staley in the first round. But yeah, and maybe because he didn't dominate. And, and it, I, I think I remember late in his career and, and he was just different. He's still really powerful. He's such a powerful guy. I remember hearing a story about him when he was in high school. And his high school team would, um, they were like a powerhouse team, but he would go to midfield during warmups while the other team was warming up and get close to the other team and do push ups, do like a hundred push ups at midfield with his own players on his back. Like he would have his quarterback of his team on his back while he's doing push ups and just like staring down the other team. They're like, well, what the hell? Who's this guy? Uh, I thought that was a good story. I, I love Bryant Young and he's so quiet, but um, just, he was unblockable. He was so good, and he was so important to the 49ers winning, and I think it helped to have a weak class. There was no Peyton Mannings. There was no like automatic guys that got that got in, so the fact that you get five guys in the Hall of Fame, I think it helped out uh, Bryant Young for sure. I think it helped out Leroy Butler. I think it helped out Richard Seymour because I those, and I agree with Sherman that the Hall of Fame sometimes gets a little too big, and it's a little too easy to get in because to me, it's like if you have to have a long conversation about if a guy should get in or not, that means he's not a Hall of Famer. Because you shouldn't have. That's what a Hall right, of Fame. Leroy is. Butler, he got in. Right. Yeah, Leroy Butler got in. It was Tony Baselli, who, by the way, another guy. He, he was good. His, I mean, he was awesome. He's the best left tackle in the league, but yeah. got his career cut short. Um, Bryant Young, Richard Seymour, Dick Vermeil got in as well, and Sam Mills. And Sam Mills is another guy. He's been on the. He's been on the, uh, on the on the docket forever, and and hasn't gotten his name called. And I think being a little bit of a, a light class allowed some space for some of these guys that were waiting a while to get in and Patrick Willis didn't get in, but I think Patrick Willis has a better case maybe even than Bryant young potentially to get in, or maybe that's just recently recency bias. Um, So yeah, congratulations to Bryant young. I'll I'll read the the statement from 49ers ownership about Bryant young. They said, congratulations to Bryant young for receiving the ultimate honor of being elected to the pro football hall of fame. Tenacity, dedication, and leadership throughout his illustrious 14-year career earned him respect from his teammates and the 49ers faithful alike, helping him garner numerous career accolades highlighted by a Super Bowl championship. While he inspired us all through his courageous play, his legacy derives from the integrity, class, and character he exemplified to all us at the 49ers and in the community. B.Y. and his wife, Kristen, will forever be family, and we're beyond excited as this next step of his football journey lands in Canton. Yeah. Brian. Uh, real quick. I just kind of scoffed at Leroy Butler going to the hall of fame. And uh, I, I want to take that back. Uh, <laughs> nope. Yeah. We all heard it. You can't. Yeah, nah, I looked, I Googled like what made him get in? And I see it like another guy, NFL nineties, all decade team. So he made the all decade team checking off uh, something on uh, Richard Sherman's box. Super Bowl title. Four-time first-team All-Pro. Mm. And he had a terrific run between 96, 97, and 98. Uh, like you said, Super Bowl champion. So, yeah, no, nah, he had a great career. Uh, I take <laughs> I take yeah, I that like what I said. And I remember him. I mean, obviously, those big games with the 49ers in the playoffs yeah. and everything and playing yeah. with him on video games. But, you know, I was a kid then. You know, you're talking about his prime. You know, if you're talking about 1998, last time he made an All-Pro team. I was 11, 12. So maybe yeah. I, I should be speaking on Leroy Butler. 
let the adults make the votes croc yeah 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 all right that's good stuff congrats to bryant young i think patrick willis is next for the 49ers family to get in will it be next year i don't know jimmy g what will he get in return we'll find out we'll have it all covered for you it's real quick free agent season croc what else you got uh i just talked about Leroy butler and you know you know four-time first team all pro and all that good stuff in decades team patrick willis was he like six time first team all pro? I know oh, yeah. he played eight years, but you, just, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, how do you let Leroy Butler in before uh Patrick Willis, who was literally the best? Like, there was nobody better than him for a stretch of time. Um, and even when other guys started to creep up on him, Luke Heakley, even Navarro Bowman, I thought Navarro Bowman got snubbed for NFL MVP uh 2013 season, I believe it was. But Patrick Willis, so good in a light class. How does he get snubbed? Like, that's one right nope. there. It's, it's a I, little interesting. I don't think I don't like the idea of things like the all pro voting going into the Hall of Fame because you're double counting something that's stupid anyway because they get it wrong, right? We just talked yeah. about how Nick Bosa got snubbed for some awards right, and, and right. some of those accolades. Does it hurt his case for being in the Hall of Fame? Like if Patrick Willis, we know how good he was. I don't need all pros to tell me how good he was. Yeah, true. I saw how good he was, right? But voters need that. So does it hurt someone like Nick Bosa? Will he not get in the Hall of Fame because he got snubbed when he shouldn't have, right? And so you don't want to put too much weight into some of those things. Super Bowls are important. Uh, I just... It's just, you know, that's what it's all about for me at the Hall of Fame. You just know. And if it takes uh, an hour argument, then that guy's probably not a Hall of Famer. Yeah. All right. Good stuff. Croc's a Hall of Fame podcaster. Uh, He's got another (laughs) podcast to do. He's on Spaces. He's all over the place. He is always talking ball. We appreciate you guys hanging out. Listen to us talk ball tomorrow. You can chat with us about ball on a live Winky Wednesday. I think it's not for sure yet, but if you really want to, Hit the subscribe button, hit the bell, hit the thumbs up and and comment and all those things so we know you're ready for a little live action midweek here on Locked On 49ers. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. For your second listen, check out Croc doing Locked On NFL Draft. I'm doing the Peacock and Williamson NFL show, talking about the entire league daily right here on the network. Croc and I back tomorrow right here, Locked On 49ers. 